The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a special guest with me who went through around 20 years of having MS symptoms, but no diagnosis and some really dark times within those years. This woman, who you may know from her books, her podcast, or her social media accounts as Dawn Marie Deshai or Dawn Marie Healthy and Fit, has been able to rein in her demons and focus her mindset on prioritizing her own needs. This has allowed her to feel more free, enlightened, and focused, even with MS. I'm excited for you to learn some of her strategies and tips. Dawn Marie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Dr. Gretchen. It's an honor being here with you today on your podcast. Yeah. So I've got so many questions for you about your resilience, your attitude with MS. I think so much of your story is really inspiring, the highs and the lows. So I'm going to get into all of that. But before we do, do you mind if I ask you a question from my interview deck so our listeners can get to know you a bit better? I would love that. Go ahead. Awesome. Okay. Your question is, what do you keep on your desk or workspace area that boosts your mood? Ah, I love that because I, here I am right now. I've got a selenite stone with love on it and it's white. Selenite is a natural energy stone that collects the negativity and it absorbs into this stone. That is what is on my desk. Wow. That was such a perfect question for you. And I love that you had those right there. Yes. That's awesome. So look up selenite because I think a lot of warriors, you know, we carry our cross. If you're, if you're Catholic or you're not Catholic or you're Jewish or whatever religions you are, whatever brings you peace and happiness is what you truly need to surround yourself with. Yeah. And that also has a lot to do with color. Oh, color color. so if you're in a room that is beautiful and bright, like your office is beautiful and bright and colors are in there. And you surround yourself with the softness of the beauty of what is around you. That is what you are going to represent Mm. when you start to go to work or you start to just read or you do anything. So the best thing to always do is surround yourself with something beautiful and bright that truly cheers your day up. Instead of buying cut flowers all the time, which I still love, not saying anything against (laughs) it, but place real life plants in your environment. One for the oxygen, you know, two for the life of caring for that plant. You have to care for that plant as much as you have to care for your own body. One thing that I think is really interesting that I've been noticing over the last few months 
is that very few people, myself included, until I became aware of this, actually take the time to think about two things. First, how they want to feel. And then second, what makes them feel that way? And it's such an important step because if you don't know what makes you feel happy, even if it is flowers or, you know, some object, then how can you surround yourself with it? So, you know, I think taking that time to understand how you want to feel, what makes you feel that way. And then, as you said, be very intentional about bringing things that make you feel that positive way into your environment. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I've redefined this podcast room in my office at least 20 times over, you know, through COVID and everything. And I've now surrounded it with every natural color there is in the world. My carpet is blue, like the ocean. Some of my furniture and like your wood doors behind you are a tree, like mother nature. You have a beautiful plant. I have plants. Just the beauty within itself think about it. Like when you walk outside in the morning and it's a beautiful sunny day, can you transform that into your mm-hmm. office with two or three pieces so that you can go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls and get, you don't right. need a perfect designer. You don't need this or that. Go online, look up interior designs and punch in products and colors and objects. Oh, I like that. Oh my gosh, I feel like we could go down a rabbit hole of that. (laughs) So for those listening that don't know who you are, maybe they haven't heard of you before. I feel like this question in itself, we could probably talk about for probably five hours, but can you give us a background as to who you are and kind of, you know, what got you to the point you're at today in regards to the mindset and the habits that you've adopted specifically with your MS? Yes, that could be a rabbit hole, but let's kind of shorten <laughs> this up really quick into a short story. I was born healthy. At the age of two, I started getting extremely ill with um, not being able to breathe. Both of my parents smoked. It was the age of the 60s, 70s, 80s of everybody smoked. Well, it affected my DNA already on the spot. And I had severe asthma where I was chronically in and out of the hospital. So my story starts with a hospital wheel of doctor's appointments, chemicals, shots, you name it, antibiotics. So my body was already compromised from age two from being in a certain environment. Then in my teens, I started noticing that I was having a hard time learning and they told me I had ADD. Well, back then we didn't actually really have tests for ADD. And I'm like, okay, don't know what that is, but that was what I was told. So I had a learning problem. And then around 18, 19 and 20, I started noticing that my right eye was always going blind on me. And I'd always rub it thinking, okay, I got something in my eye. And they kept telling me, no, your, your eyesight is perfectly normal. You have 20, 20 eyesight. I'm like, well, then why can't I see sometimes? Oh, you're tired. Okay, great. Then it gets to the point of uh, now I can't feel my hand and I'm speaking, but my words are slurred and I'm 21. Like I'm not drinking, I'm working. I'm a a productive manager in the retail world. Yeah, I'm working 75, 80 hours a week, but this stuff shouldn't be happening to me. You know, I, I don't drink alcohol. I wasn't doing anything like that. And So now I'm losing my eyesight, I'm slurring my words, I'm forgetting things, and I'm a really 
over the top OCD person, not anymore, but back then I was, and things start getting worse as my career built and I traveled more and worked harder. The disease that I did not know I had, I called it the phantom because I couldn't see it, but I could feel it. I knew something was wrong with me. And I would consult the doctors and I'd do blood work and said, your blood work's amazing. You're fine. Go back to work. You just need a vacation. Here's some Prozac, Xanax, Zoloft, you name it. They had me on all of it. Well, it came to the point of in my 30s. Uh, I got married at 24. And in my 30s, it really was hitting home. I was dropping. I was literally walking and then just falling for no reason. It wasn't because of a high heel or a hole in the concrete or whatever I was doing. I was literally dropping to the floor. Then I realized, okay, it's got to be neurological. Like there's something really wrong with me. And I kept being told you're stressed, you're overworked, take a vacation. There's nothing wrong with you. Your blood work is amazing. Just keep going. Five miscarriages later, we finally had our oldest son, Robbie, horrible pregnancy. He almost died three times, went into labor at 20 weeks, was put to bed. Couldn't really tell you much more other than what's written in my book, Finding the Sun Through the Clouds. And it will give you the full detail of everything, good, bad, ugly, you name it. It's all in there. Then all of a sudden, I got pregnant with our daughter, Simone. And then our son, Joseph. So three years in a row, I was pregnant, nursing, pregnant, nursing, pregnant, nursing. In the meantime, between the pregnancies, these little phantoms kept coming back. Like I couldn't remember if I changed one child or fed them or put them to bed or who was next. It was like, I need a massive whiteboard just to remember, did I do this? Did I check it off? Am I a good mom? What is going on? I can't remember. I'm dropping things. My arms are going numb. I can't feel my fingers. And huge memory loss, time and space. So coming to the future of where we are today after being a mom and still being told nothing's wrong with me. 2011, I was having horrible problems as a female. As we know, um, living with multiple sclerosis, it causes a lot of pregnancy issues. It causes a lot of depression. It causes a lot of other autoimmune diseases to kick in. I had a bunch of tumors in my uterus and had to have a complete hysterectomy. That went spiraling. And within a year, both my breasts, I had to have a double mastectomy. Now, all of the tumors were not cancer. They were all benign. And thank God for that. But that put my body into a complete shock of the system, like putting an electrical cord into water. So much was happening inside of my body. And as we all say, living with MS, our body's throwing a fit, but you can't see it. I completely went dark. I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. I couldn't hear out of one ear, lost my eyesight. And for months, they poked and prodded me. And it took seven months and four neurologists to finally do a brain MRI and to do a spinal tap. This is just so much to go through just to get to this point. Like just to think about everything you've mentioned so far and then to go through the steps of a diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to remember, you know, I'm 56 now. So back then when I was 20 and 30 and 40, MS really wasn't talked about. MS really wasn't on the top wire of, 
what are the first signs? Do you need a neurologist? So I was one of the earlier guinea pigs of being diagnosed with the disease that's been around since the 1800s. And, you know, that is where my company came into play when I built Domery Healthy and Fit. That is why I wrote my books. This is why I'm such an advocate because no one should ever have to go through the process of, I feel like I'm living with a demon or a phantom in my life that Mm -hmm. I cannot explain. Right. And as you mentioned, so one of your books is called Finding the Sun Through the Clouds. And I think that's a perfect title for the way that you present yourself. And I'm curious, even though you've gone through crazy things, as you've just told us, have you always had that personality where you can see the bright side of things or did you have to work at it? How has that gone for you? I can say I was born with a good personality and my Grammy and she was a big spark of my life. My mother and father both had to work two jobs. So I basically was raised on my own. So I was kind of the outcast in school. I was bullied because I could not learn well like everybody else. It was a difficult childhood and it was a very difficult young adult. And I had managers that saw within me that I was strong enough to do it, but I just needed that encouragement. So it was people that had already been through life themselves that were there to give me that spark. So I had to learn that spark and I had to learn how to make myself happy because no one else was teaching me. Mm -hmm. And I listened to music a lot growing up as a child. And I literally was a one man show in my bedroom. Like (laughs) I would just sing and laugh and do whatever I could make myself happy and joyous. And I would always be outside and I would sing songs to myself. So I had to learn how to be happy because nobody taught me how. Yeah. I don't think anyone can actually teach you how to be happy. They can give you tools, but it's really within yourself is to find that true light and spark. And what would you tell people who have MS or another chronic condition that's struggling with that? Like if if someone right now is feeling like they don't even know what, what makes them happy. I actually talked to someone with MS about a month ago and she said to me, she's like, someone recently asked me what makes me happy and I cannot think of anything. Do you have any guidance for people who are lost like that? Like they don't even know where to start. They do. It's been so long since they felt joy. They don't even know what creates it. Yeah. The one thing that creates it is serotonin. How do we make serotonin? Well, the body normally makes it on its own. Unfortunately, MS sucks the serotonin right out of us from the very beginning. So what I teach everyone in my coaching classes or just out on a speaking event or in my books themselves is there is beauty and happiness everywhere in the world. Step outside and put your feet in the grass. What does it feel like? And if you are at a point where you can't feel your legs anymore, put your hand in the grass or go outside and take a deep breath and blow it out. We also need to learn how to breathe. That also brings back your serotonin. And lowers your blood pressure and puts you into a positive mindset. Smell something, a fragrance. Find what there is something to make you happy no matter where you are in the world. Even if you are alone, 
So when I get in the shower every morning, I have a ritual. I wash my hair and I close my eyes and I just say, this water is pure and light and I am cleansing all negative energy down the drain and I am covered and protected into a beautiful white bubble of light. And today I'm going to accomplish I said the podcast today, today I'm going to, you know, writing in book four, I'm going to be doing this and doing that. And if I accomplish three, then that is my happiness of the day. But also I have another program that I do after I get out of the shower, I look in the mirror and I say, good morning. I love you, Domery. I love you, little Domery. I love you, teenage Domery. I love you, adult Domery. And I truly love you, my higher self, Domery, which is the one I am still looking moving into because any disease or anything that happens or anything that's ever happened in my life, I have the choice and the free will to continue to see that prosperity of moving forward, of finding that happiness. So when someone says, what makes you happy? Well, think of your childhood. Was it swinging? Was it playing? Was it a good friend? Was it a tea party? Was it playing Batman? Was it Wonder Woman? Whatever it is, Remember that spark and then go back and watch a cartoon, go back and read a book that you loved or listen to music. Yeah. So what would you say, you know, there's many different components to healing with MS, but even just in life, you know, we've got nutrition, exercise, mindset, mental health, spiritual health. Do you find that there's one that you, one or several that you prioritize or that you find like a non-negotiable? All of my life right now is non-negotiable. I am the number one priority in my life. I am the number one person that has to take care of this body, this perfect blueprint. Because if I don't wake up in the morning with that positive mindset, my world's going to crash. So I don't negotiate my time. My time is valuable. My time and purpose are valuable. My words that I speak are always positive in the light of explaining the negative. Because when we focus on the negative, our life will become negative. When we focus on fear, we will always have fear. If we focus on the love and the light, which is what I do every morning with the shower, with looking in the mirror, and then I do sound bath healing. So we can always, always learn more. You constantly have to relearn and reprogram and rewire your brain. So that's what we need to do as a human species. And also people who are living with multiple sclerosis or lupus or cancer or heart disease or any disease that should not be in the body. So when we start to focus on all of these beautiful positivities that I do and that I surround myself with every morning, and that's not negotiable. We program the coffee pot, right? We program into our calendars when we're going to possibly have lunch or a meeting. We write into a subject book of goals we want to do. And those are all great. But a lot of us now today are now realizing It's not going and checking my phone when I first get up. It's not going and checking my email when I first get up. It's Mm -hmm. just laying in bed and holding your heart and just saying, I love you for who you are. You are worthy. You are love. You are your perfect blueprint. You own everything that it is within you and about you. 
how are we going to move forward today? What I love most about what you're saying is that everything that you do, your act, your positive actions are deliberately intentional, which I think is so important because sometimes we see these people, you being one of them who have this positive outlook. And even though you've been through all of this stuff, this negative stuff, you're still positive and you see the bright side and you focus on yourself, but it's not that it's easy for you. It's intentional. You are choosing that instead of the fear. And I hope that that's one thing that our listeners are hearing as well, because it takes work to be intentional. It takes work to be intentionally happy and intentionally see the the bright side of things. So I appreciate the way that you're sharing this because that message is coming across for me. Can you share a little bit, somewhat switching gears, can you share a little bit about this film that you are part of? (laughs) The film is called Bobcat Moretti. It is a film of overcoming everything we've just talked about, disease, family, stress, trauma. There's a murder in the movie. Trauma of friends not understanding you and giving up on you not believing in yourself and letting the world consume you with fear instead of appreciation and gratitude. This lead actor, Tim Roberto, literally was dying from obesity in real life as an actor. His mother, Paulette, has multiple sclerosis. So he is the, not only our lead actor, but the writer of the movie. And he wrote about what tragically happened to him in life and how his mother had multiple sclerosis, but he is the one in the movie living with the disease. So that's the background of the play of the movie. Even if you don't understand what is happening, this movie brings you through a roller coaster of every emotion a human being could possibly go through from fear to destruction, to how do I eat, to I'm not well, how do I heal, to where do I go? No one's listening, I'm all alone. So when this movie came to me through Instagram, I reached out to them and we did a couple podcasts to get the movie out there to tell everyone about it. And then the next thing I knew, I was asked to come in as a advisor of the disease of someone living with the disease and how I wrote my book and to help them really take this character from movie world to reality world of the disease itself and how destructive the disease can be, but how you can turn it around. This movie is not only going to talk about MS, it's going to talk about depression, anxiety, suicide. It's going to talk about families not listening to you. You're going to see everything that we go through in life of any human being in the world. This movie is going to relate to some part of your life that you are going to have a spark of light of, I can do this. That's so great. I mean, just from hearing you speak about it, it seems so clear that at the very least, it will help a lot of people feel less alone and feel heard because this movie is portraying the way that they're feeling. So it sounds like it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see it. One thing that you talked about a little bit that I was hoping you could go a little more into is your perfect blueprint 
And <laughs> so what that is, and is that something that you coach other people through? Is everyone's blueprint different? Can you just speak a little bit on that? Yeah, I'd love to. So the perfect blueprint, when we're all born, most of us in the world are born very healthy. But sometimes if you're born with a disease, with that being said, you are perfect. You are worthy. You are everything that you are supposed to be. And it's if we are taught at such a young age, the perfect blueprint is you. There's not another Dr. Gretchen. I know you have a twin, but she's not going to be you. You may be similar, but you are your own. You are the perfect blueprint. And it's the paths that we take in life is what changes our blueprint. So we have free will and we have the power within our own self of I am worthy. I am the perfect blueprint. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am intelligent. And you can take these words and you can take a strong man that lifts iron. And he says to you, really, you're the perfect blueprint of a strong person. Lift that. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the mindset. It all comes from the perfect mindset. And when you focus constantly on the negative without putting into the positive of that perfect blueprint, you will become the dark blueprint instead of the perfect blueprint. And it's because of the mindset. So I will always talk about the negative of the disease. And I will always be 100% truthful of what the disease has done to me. But what I have learned over this last year of taking all this time off is I am my perfect blueprint. I am literally my personal own roll out the papers, perfect blueprint. I love that. I can even picture just from you saying that I can picture in the morning on your way to your shower, you're walking on a red carpet into the shower. (laughs) I love that. Right? Yeah. And I think mindset I think people underestimate how important our mindset is and the role that it plays in everything that we do think and feel. So I love that, that you focus so much on that. And you can tell that you are someone who walks the walk, talks the talk. You're not just someone promoting these positive behaviors and habits, but you're actually doing them. So I just love that. I think you are so inspiring. Can you share where people can find you if they want to either work with you or just get inspired from you on social media? Absolutely. So domeryhealthyandfit.org is my website that will bring you to all the links, all the articles, books, coaching, everything. I do coach and I give my first one hour for free to see if you like how I'm helping you, what you need, and you decide from there. And also you can purchase any of the books. All three of them are available at Amazon, but you can find Finding the Sun Through the Clouds, which is my entire life. And it's the good, the bad, the ugly, and the tragedy of life. And the other one that was based off of my Instagram that they asked me to write is called Love Dummery. It's inspirational poetry. And it's about everything we just spoke about in life and how I view life. Facebook, Dommery Healthy and Fit. Everything is under Dommery Healthy and Fit, except for my podcast. It's called Live with Dommery on Apple and Spotify. Awesome. And I will put all of the links to all of those in the show notes. So if anyone is interested, you can just 
click there. So thank you again for your time and just sharing these tips and strategies with us. I know that they can make a big difference. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I thank you for everything that you do for us as far as tips and things on how to even like sit up straight or how to get up from a chair or how to walk when your legs are not working properly and not to give up. And I thank you for all that you're doing. So within your perfect blueprint, Dr. Gretchen, you are changing lives by helping us learn how to deal with this disease of multiple sclerosis. So I thank you for all that you do and all that you are. And just tonight or even right after we hang up, think about what is your perfect blueprint? Yeah, I love that. I think it's so important to do that inner work because it's so easy to get caught up in just whatever day-to-day life throws at you. And then next thing you know, you're just going through life, not really knowing what does bring you joy or what activities can you put into your day to be your best self? Everyone if listening, the number one priority is you. It's not the disease. You have time in your day. Make yourself the priority and realize you are the most important thing in the world because you are the only you. There will never be another you. I think that that's a perfect ending. Thank you again. And again, I will put all of the links where you can find Don Marie in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you love this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.